Hey, very warm welcome to you all. Uh, this is the Football Attic Kid Podcast. Kid, I'll oh, just start that again. It's, it's <laughs> no, all keep you that in. It's funny. There. I was going to say this. Let's just clarify for for anyone listening. This is not about kids. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> there might be jokes around that, but it's not about kids, no. right? Kid podcast. Okay, so pedo. anyway, <laughs> a very warm welcome to you all. This is the Football Attic Kit podcast. Uh, my name's Chris Oakley and with me, as ever, is the man who's just been uh, raining on my parade in royal style there, that's Rich Johnson. Hello, Rich. Hello! How are ha- you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Oh, tickety-boo, thanks. Tickety-boo. Tickety-boo! Jolly good. Bruce is back. Marvellous. Lovely. Anyway, yes. Yes. Uh, so this is the podcast uh, that brings you the hits and the squits from the world of kits, from shorts and socks to the shirts that rock. This oh, you is got that well. You did that well post. there. Sorry. I know. I'm running on your parade line. again by by complimenting you. Stop talking, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Who says we can't do slick introductions, eh? Well, yeah, I've got the bloody, I've got the complicated line right. I couldn't even say kit podcast. Say, I, the irony now of the who says we can't do slick introductions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I well, do. I, I count myself as one. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, once again, uh, ladies and gents, we present uh, an all-you-can-eat feast of kit-related conversation, and we invite you to get involved by sending us your comments about the subjects discussed. Uh, you've been doing that already, actually, and not least when we put out a tweet after the last podcast to ask you for your ideas on what we should use as a piece of theme music. Uh, we got some wonderful responses, didn't we, Rich? Uh, yes, we did. Mostly pun-based, obviously. Although wow. I'd like to point out, actually, the sad thing is by the time anyone responded, I'd already found the theme. Which, if anyone was wondering, is cool. the theme tune from the computer game for the Archimedes of Man United in Europe, which I used it's to play a lots in my A-level computer class. Well, actually, I didn't af- think you had a class. An Archimedes, but um, I'll let you off. I didn't. No, no. The the, the computer department had because obviously they were in ex- they were like the modern day BBC Electro or BBC uh, Micro. So it's like education mm. establishments bought them, and no one else. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> no. So yeah. So, so with the comments we had, we had say very very nice piece of music by the way. It's a fabulous theme tune. Well, a good choice on your part there. But thank anyway, you, sorry, sir. I don't thank you, sir. Yeah, You're better right. than these suggestions which we had from idiots. <laughs> no, uh, Carl Carl Brace on Twitter said something by Atomic Kitten. Ha <laughs> Kit. Uh, Mark Egan, a cob fan on Twitter, something by Alicia's Attic. See, you can see where good. this is going, can't right. you? Whole uh, City Kits, Rock Sets, Dress for Success. And then in the brackets, or at least a crack at the playoffs. Well, not even that for Kov. Um, and what else do we get? Kit? Uh, Kit? Oh. Who, why am I doing it now? I'm so... Oh, God. This is going It's too well. late to start all over again. This is yeah, it is, yeah. Past Forget it. Forget it. They love the mistakes. They love the mistakes. <laughs> Our old friend, Greg Lansdowne, Panini sticker expert, said, how about Autumn Attic by the point assistants? Well, it's pretty good. Um, and um, Andy Rockall just went straight down the line just went for a very nice piece of music Tijuana Taxi by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass which is a fabulous bit of music and were it not for the copyright issues I think we'd have probably gone for that or I certainly would have gone for that it was wonderful uh, so thank you for that and also uh, Jack Henderson said and this is probably my favourite one actually he said the Night Rider soundtrack it's got because it, it's a kit podcast after all hey see yeah <coughs> see yeah yeah, we're not the only ones that could do really strained puns. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all of you for those uh, wonderful suggestions. But as uh, Rich has said, we've got our piece of music now, and um, I'm very happy we are with it too. So anyway, 
That being the case, we should press on and uh, uh, go on with item number one on the agenda, if you like, and that's uh, the kit news. We uh, we start off uh, by telling you all about some of the kits that are coming out these days, uh, these days, the last uh, few days, actually, just prior to recording. And, um, Rich, what have you seen on the wires? Uh, the first one I've got is the beautiful St. Mirren kit uh, coming out. I, in fact, I think on the last podcast we talked about Carbrini and Feeler, and I and I got mm. confused about who was making this year's St. Mirren kit, um, and that's because they hadn't released it yet, and they now have. Although, weirdly, they're still branded as Carbrini and not JD Sports, which I thought they would yeah. be, so that's odd. Um because I, I think I speculated in the last one that uh, maybe JD Sports were now just rebranding all the, the Carbrini stuff as, as them, but mm. they're not, clearly. Uh, so St. Mirren's kit for this season, which I shall definitely be buying, uh, is based on their 86-87 cup winning kit, which, funnily enough, is not very St. Mirren at all, because St. Mirren's yeah. general kit is black and white stripes, a bit, you know, a, a la Newcastle. Um, whereas the 8687 kit was, uh, well, it's kind of almost like that sort of mid-80s Umbro template where you've got two different alternating stripes of colour so, um, separated by pinstripes. But what I really like about this, apart from the fact that it looks like the uh, 8687 cup winning kit, is the fact that what they've done is where they have the alternating stripes of colour. In the original shirt, it was kind of like white and then a sort of silvery colour. And what they've done for this one is the stripes that would have been a sort of silvery grey colour, the colour is added by printing the names of the cup winning team in a sort of faint grey colour. So that kind of, from a distance, it looks exactly the same. But then when you get closer, you realise that that's where the colour's coming from. And I really yeah. like that. It's a, it's a very smart kit. I, I don't know if St Mirren fans, other than the reminiscing to winning the cup are going to be that happy because like I say it's not a very traditional one but I absolutely love it because to me that is St Mirren yeah but it's, I do remember that kit though the Adidas one from 86-87 uh, uh, I seem to vaguely remember seeing that in my Panini uh, Football 86 album I think it was and um, made a nice change but it's one of those kind of controversial ones that comes along as we've seen on numerous occasions down the years for a team any team wearing striped shirts and then suddenly someone comes along and says no we're going to have a predominantly plain shirt maybe throw in a few uh, pinstripes but that's it but for all that I think the 86 87 kit was fantastic and this one's lovely as well and as you say the use of the uh, the, the player names just to kind of give that extra just slight sort of subtle hint of grey on the alternating stripes uh, absolutely superb um, and for those of you who want to see it if you can't be bothered to google it um, basically if you go to thefootballattic.com and look for our post uh, kit pod number two we will give you links to all these pictures you can go off and have a look and uh, go straight to the websites where you will uh, find these pictures so uh, hopefully they'll speed up the process for you um, but uh, a lovely shirt by St Mirren um, I noticed uh, as I'm sure many people did in the last couple of days uh, the I get my words right. It's just going well today. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur. Um, they've uh, launched their full range of kits. Goalkeeper kit, home shirts, away shirts, and all the rest of it. The whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, yes. And, um, well, uh, where to start? The home, the home shirt, white, of course, as you'd expect, with a kind of navy blue panel across the shoulders looks a little bit if I may say and, and I'll probably get hate mail for this looks a bit like Fulham's uh, shirt from the early 80s they had something similar going on there um, uh, also navy blue shorts uh, navy blue socks predominantly plain uh, the away kit is 
uh, all navy blue with gold trim, a round neck on that one, a bit of uh, gold tape down the sides of the shorts. And then the third kit is gold. Um, gold with navy blue trim and navy blue pinstripes. What do you make of these ones, Rich? I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think my favourite is the home kit, but I'm not sure what to make of the other ones, really. Uh, I agree. I really like the home kit. It's very smart. I'll tell you what I don't like about all of them, and I think what's ruining the whole thing, except maybe on the away kit, it's the sponsor. It's awful. Mm. It looks so... I mean, I I find that the kits look a bit... I'm trying to think of the best word. Blobular is the best word I can come up with. <laughs> they look They look all soft and rounded. Like, the neck isn't... So, there's no sharpness to anything. And then, obviously, the neck on the away kit's like a, just a crew neck. I think the only thing is on the... Uh, the third shirt they've got a v-neck but I, I don't know it just the, the the sponsor is awful it's like whoever AIA are I don't know who they are um, they, they have an awful logo and ought to change it immediately because it's just like it's almost like it's almost bordering on Comic Sans um, and the <laughs> font it looks horrific it's just like this really blobby sponsor and it's doing my head in just looking at it now actually I, I'm, I'm starting to loathe the whole team for, and the, anyone involved with this this football. <laughs> um, that, I mean, the kits themselves are really nice. I actually I like the home one. I think that's a very small kit. It's very sort of similar to the Puma one that they had. Uh, I think it was 2010, uh, yep. which I also very that's much right. liked. It's a very nice Spurs kit, but I I think the home kit especially because the AI is in red, absolutely ruined by the sponsor. I think if they had a better sponsor and also it's the size of the sponsor it's massive <laughs> just Rich change, walk away change from the, the damn sponsor hey if as mind you Spurs will be in Europe so they normally have a different sponsor for Europe um, it's mm. the way they've done it for quite a while so hopefully if they do that um, they won't have that horrific sponsor across it because it's ruining the shirt have I mentioned that um, yeah, anyway, the away shirt's quite nice, bit dull. Uh, I like the colours, bit dull though, um, and eh, sponsor on it. And then the third kit, the pinstripe one, is it's nice. It doesn't say Totten to me though. I don't know. No. It just um, and okay, it's the third kit. It doesn't have to, does it? You know, but it just <coughs> I don't know. They all just look cheap as well. Maybe it's that horrible sponsor. <laughs> have I mentioned the sponsor? <laughs> I'm going to step in now to stop you mentioning the sponsor anymore. Um, actually, I'm going to men- mention the sponsor as well. Because um, I know in the past, I remember when Tottenham had that, I think it was a Kappa kit, and it, they had Thompson as the sponsor. Yes. The travel agency. And it was a predominantly red logo. And all the Tottenham fans went completely loopy. And, oh, it's, they're using red. It's an Arsenal colour. Spit. You know, uh, can't have that. And I just remember thinking at the time, like, oh, for God's sake, get a life. You know, I think red is a valid colour in the palette. You know, um, yes, you know, your rivals and all that. But, you know, I think the world will continue to spin perfectly on its axis, you know, if we continue to use red. Well, I mean, okay, and here we are again. We've got AIA in red on the shirt. And I haven't got a problem with it per se. It's just that looking at the other, the second and the third kits uh, that Under Armour have done for Tottenham for the coming season, you think, well, they've gone with a navy blue shirt with gold um, as the kind of contrasting colour because gold is being used around the collar and the cuffs. The third kit, they've gone for navy blue lettering on a gold shirt because navy blue is used as the collar and the cuffs. So on the home shirt, why couldn't they have just used AIA in navy blue on a white background? Surely that would have been okay, wouldn't it? I mean, it's I, as such, I haven't got a problem with the red, but it just doesn't. They seem to have sort of 
brought in that ruling just for the home kit. I, I, for the life of me, I'm not sure why, but it's it's probably not that important. But I think it's a very valid point that you mentioned that um, the colouring of the away kit and the third kit isn't very Spurs. You're, you're spot on with that because, um, I mean, I always used to like seeing Tottenham in yellow for an away kit. And if you like, had a push pale blue. They've done that a few times. Um, and I just, and I mean, I've said this before on countless podcasts. I think that I just have a bit of a problem with gold being used because usually you see a little bit of gold here and there for detailing, and it, and it does look very bling and and a bit like look at us, um, like we're a bit special because we've got gold on our kit. And now Tottenham bring out a kit, a third kit that's entirely bloody gold, and I just think, oh. I don't know. I mean, they're not the worst kits I've ever seen, and I quite like the pinstripes on the third kit. But I just think it would have been great if they'd used yellow instead of gold. Let's let's mm. move on from the whole gold thing, shall we, everyone? I wouldn't mind it. It's a really sickly gold as well. Yeah, it's not even a nice gold. It's not even a shiny one. Who was it that had that? Was it? I'm trying to think. Was it Sunderland or Charlton or something? Someone had like oh. a, a kit which was in the sort of late nineties, I think. Which was uh, Sunderland, was it? I think because Charlton so, had yeah. it crew, I think, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, that, that was nice actually. That one. Um, but yeah, they, they had like a kind of gold kit, which was actually like a proper shiny gold, and it actually looked quite nice. I mean, it was very blingy, but you know, it was a one-off every now and again. It was quite cool, but no, this hmm. just looks like someone puked up some gold flakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, anyway, but again, o- overall, the sponsor completely ruins it. I think it's a very nice shirt. I think I don't. I don't know. This is they're quite plain, hmm. but I, I don't know. The sponsor just completely trashes it. Sponsor AIA, sort your logo out. That's uh, oh, there you are. told them. Indeed, yes, indeed, it has taught them a lesson. Uh, <laughs> next I, up, I, I, sorry, I have a feeling on, you're going to. I was just going to say, I have a feeling you're not going to have any problem with the next show whatsoever. And do tell the listeners why that might be. Why that might be? Next shirt up here. This is Christiania FC, which I think is a uh, a Danish team. I, I should have mm. checked that first, really, but I've just been awestruck by the shirt. And it's basically, I think someone actually posted this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't uh, remember where I'd seen it, so I, I did a little Google search for um, sort of. Hummel Denmark 86 kit like modern day or something uh, because basically what it is, it is based on the Denmark 86 kit and it is pretty much a, a near replica not in the same colours because Christiania's colours are red and sort of custard yellow um, so, but it's basically that, so it's a red sort of stripy half and then a uh, yellow and red other stripy other half and alternating on the sleeves with the chevrons down the sleeves as well basically exactly the same as Denmark 86 but in red and yellow and it's very nice and I have nearly bought one but I'm just kind of, the only thing that's stopping me by it is the fact that um, it's exactly the same template as oh, who the hell was it uh, Rens, Rens, uh, mm-hmm. St- Stad de Rong, Rens, Rens, whoever it is, Stad Rens, Stad de Reims, sorry, that's Reims, <laughs> not Rens, Stad de Riems, that's them, yeah. Stade de Riems, <laughs> Stad de Riems, Jay, where are you when we need someone to pronounce things in an overly French way? Um, yeah, uh, so it's the same template, so I already own like several shirts in that particular template so I'm just like mm, it's nice but mm, just can't quite bring myself to buy it especially as I've found a whole load of Dane sports stuff 
but I'll come on to that in a bit. Um, so yeah. yeah, so it's, it's a gorgeous shot. Although actually, the funny thing is, I don't like the sponsor on it as well because I think uh, on the a shirt, I, th- I found a shop in Denmark that sells it and will happily ship to the UK before I found that Hummel actually sell it on their own web store um, but the yeah. one that's in the, the web shop uh, on the pictures it doesn't have the sponsor on and it oh, looks yeah. much better without the sponsor on the front uh, but I right. suspect it probably does have the sponsor when you get it but it looks nicer without the sponsor the sponsor is just done in yellow and red and it, it just but although what is it it says something, it looks like Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock and then Alice which I'm assuming are two different sponsors but the Woodstock is almost like in some kind of comic sans font as well so it's just <laughs> totally ruins it the Alice is not too bad uh, but the Woodstock really ruins it anyway um, mm. I, 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 we'll, we, we'll probably put pictures of these up on the on the blog post or something so you can see what we're talking about but yep, it's a nice shirt but um, yeah I haven't bought it yet yet <laughs> Well, I I felt obliged to do a bit of research because someone on this podcast bloody well got to do some research, um, and Shut I discovered. Until <laughs> discover- we come to Colombia. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you might <coughs> you might have got me on that one. Um, I was thinking, who the hell are Christiania? I don't know. It just sounds like some kind of you know indie kind of you know pop group or something. Um, but in fact, Christiania um, as a Region, let's say it's it's basically a sort of um, it's a it's a, a region within uh, Copenhagen in Denmark. It's it's kind of um, what's what's the word sort of self almost like sort of self governing. Isn't, isn't it self- called the Free State or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it's basically a sort of self governing area of of um, Copenhagen. And uh, Christiania FC play in the fifth tier of Danish football in the Copenhagen Regional League. That's that's the depths that we've plunged to, uh, ladies and gents. Um, but it's a, it is a lovely kit and and a nice kind of. It's always nice to see a good template in different colours, just so you can sort of see which ones work and which ones don't. And I think this kind of red and warm yellow uh, that we're talking about here it looks very nice, very nice indeed. So uh, there we are, and as um, I just said, we'll put the link to uh, the website I think it's the Hummel website I think I've uh, managed to find we'll put that on the Football Attic and you can uh, go and check it out from there if you like um, back to the uh, Premier League and Southampton have uh, released their wide range of kits for the coming season home, away and um, I think that's it actually there's no third kit I don't think um, now this one has got a lot of tongues wagging hasn't it Rich the, the Southampton mm, kit lots mm, of mm. lots of people discussing this when it was released a couple of days ago as we're recording this and uh, most of the feedback seemed to be very negative um, before we come on to that just a brief description basically it's made by Under Armour the, the home kit uh, red and white stripes but the red stripes are slightly wider than the white ones uh, nice black cuffs with a white edging on a sort of detailed um, collar, sort of, I don't know how you describe it. It's kind of round neck, but it's kind of simulated V-neck. Red and white hooped socks, which is very snazzy. Black shorts. But going back to the shirt, um, there is one particular detail that I know you've picked up on already, uh, Rich, in a very <laughs> unique way. Do tell everybody why. It basically looks like they're wearing a sports bra. <laughs> Well, actually, the funny thing is, it looks like they've lifted up their sports bra to reveal yes. their man boobs. Um, yeah, basically, there's a chest panel on it, but it's not like a sort of normal chest panel, which would be, I suppose, kind of a straight line going up to the shoulders. It's like raised in the middle, so it hmm. looks literally like a sports bra. 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, I, I made this comment, and obviously it got picked up on quite a lot, and I was ridiculing it, but actually it's growing on me. <laughs> it's like, not because of the sports bra aspects, I'd like to point out, you know, although they are very comfortable. Um, <laughs> I just, it just looks, I, I'm kind of, it is really growing on me. I, I do think, I don't know, because I, I, on the one hand, I think that if they had made it a flat panel, it would have looked a bit better. It would have looked less like a sports bra. But then I quite like that they haven't done that. I actually, I don't know. It's actually really growing on me. I know John Devlin said he's about the only person that does like this kit. But, hmm. well, no, you might be in a, in a minority of two there, John, because I'm slowly coming around to it. I actually like the fact that it's something different with hmm. Southampton's design. And yep. I actually do really like the white panel on it. But it's just it the problem is once you see the sports bra, you can't unsee it. But I am actually, I actually now in this in the space of talking, I've now decided I like this kit. <laughs> <laughs> and you are here to witness that, <coughs> gents. Um I know well, make that a minority of three because I like it as well. I think it's fantastic. It's kind of what it reminds me of a bit is um, if you remember the West Ham kit from the late seventies, which had, <coughs> it was made by Admiral, and it had a an upper panel at the top of the shirt in pale blue, but it pointed downwards. Well, this kind of points upwards, and it's a white panel. Um, and as you say, Rich, it's just a nice. Um, you know, a nice new element to a kit. I mean, there's probably not a lot you can do with sort of striped shirts, really, and hoop shirts and all that kind of thing. But every once in a while, somebody finds a way, and introducing this, dare I say, it, strangely shaped panel actually does um, vary things a bit. And I think I like the rest of the detailing <coughs> on the on the kit as well. It's very nice. I think it's going to be a good one. I know a lot of people have been complaining about the sponsor logo, which uh, for Southampton this season is Virgin... What is it? Is it Virgin Trains? Oh, I can't see what that is. Virgin something. Virgin Money or Trains. Money. Or I can't, Virgin, Virgin, Virgin. I don't know. Yeah. Um, can't see I'll, I'm just zooming in on the picture. Oh, Virgin oh, Jesus. Media, I think that says... Oh yeah, do, right, I yeah. do apologise. I can't. I'm just squinting and trying to zoom in on the detail. But anyway, the logo. A lot of people complaining about the shape of the logo and it's stupid. And at this point, I just you know think, come on, everyone, back to work. <laughs> there are worse I, things to I worry about. I don't see what the hell the problem with the logo is. I mean, for one thing, it's in red and white, so it, it well, blends yeah. perfectly well with the shirt. I think it's. I I, know, I think that's. Oh man, what like you say. Come on, get a life. I mean, and also on the away shirts, they've not added the red, so they've got mm. you know the, they've coloured it all. I think that's nice. I think it's so. I can I can suppose yeah, because of the point. Mind you, if you look at it with the sports bra, <clears throat> and then you've got these two sort of boob shapes underneath it of the Virgin logo, so it kind of maybe looks like a boob. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah, putting true. that idea in people's minds. They've got um, Virgin boobs on. Boobs. <laughs> that just sounds so wrong. I'm not even going to mention Especially the fact that one of those curves is bigger than the other. Moving on. The away kit, by the way, is... I was going to say two-tone grey. I think it's <clears> two-tone grey. It could be... See, I'm, I'm probably somebody's going to correct me because I know this is what happens, but it's probably a black shirt with a kind of medium grey panel. Sports, sports, sports bra, bra. <laughs> Um, with a little bit of red detailing here and there and that looks quite nice although I tend not to be personally a big fan of black kits or dark you know dark grey kits or that but it is at least stylishly done and carries forward the um, the design device if one can use that word that was used on the home shirt so they've sort of brought that into the away kit as well so I don't think that's a bad one so well done Under Armour for that one um, now another one I sort of spotted during the last couple of days Rich, uh, tallies up with your team and it's the new Atalanta kit made by Nike or Nike if you prefer 
and it uses this is I think one of the only one of the few occasions I've seen the Coventry City template used bit of a brouhaha about the Coventry <coughs> City home kit for this season blue and white stripes fading and all that this is the same but it's in the colours of Atalanta which is black and blue what, what do you think of this one Rich? I think it's beautiful I mm. really like it blue and black are my favourite colours especially in combo hence why I like Inter Milan so much um, yeah. sorry Internazionale um, and this I think is lovely I mean I, I, my only issue I think with this whole fade effect template is I think certainly on this shirt the stripes don't seem to go far enough up the shirt there mm. seems to be basically whatever colour is the main colour it seems to dominate the shirt which is why there's been so much brouhaha about the Coventry one because it's white is the main colour of the shirt so we literally have an all white shirt with some blue stripes on it you know so people mm. are going well that's not Cov actually just on that point about Cov is sorry to, to digress everyone's <laughs> saying oh it's not Cov because it's not sky blue yeah, are you forgetting? I think I said this last time actually, so I'll stop ranting. Uh, yeah, it's like, is everyone forgetting 87 when we won the FA Cup? And also, mm. we had blue and white stripes in our history long before Sky Blue, so shut up. It is Coventry, mm. right? We, we are schizophrenic at best in our kit choices, so blue and white stripes is Coventry City. Get over it. Anyway, uh, so back to Atalanta. Yeah, this is, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. I think it's possibly the best incarnation of this template that I have seen so far. Uh, mm. So basically, yeah, it's black at the top, and then it sort of has blue stripes fading up and also I don't know if anyone else has noticed this on this template I think we might have mentioned it before um, the kit actually has the, the the black stripes as they would be going down fade to the other colour so mm. they fade, fade to blue as well so it's kind of you do actually get quite a lot of blue on there and it, I just I think this is lovely I think it's a oh. gorgeous shirt it is very nice but ironically no sooner had I posted that on our notes for the podcast than you went and found the new Coventry City Awake which is in black and red and yeah. I think that looks really nice as well although I think I'm right in saying Rich you're not such a fan of red being used on the Awake <clears throat> kit for Coventry I don't like red being used as an Awake kit for Coventry um, because I just it's just to me I'm sorry but for me Cov's away shirts would be yellow because that's what they were when I started following them and that's what they should always be I think to be honest I think we actually used to have red in the Admiral days I think that yes. was our away kit and the yellow was a third kit so I mean you can again you can argue that red is confident. I don't care I don't care <laughs> for me it's not and I'm a bit bored with black kits I mean to be fair I didn't like the last season's away kit at all because it was a very very dull plain red and it was very dull uh, this one I do like because obviously it's got the black and uh, red fade stripe template on it which I think looks really nice um, I'm just not a great fan of black or red for Coventry away kids but I will happily take this because it looks dead funky mm. yeah it's a good one it's a bit like kind of black and red bars it's a bit like sort of staring into a roaring barbecue through the grill <laughs> um, but uh, that's probably irrelevant um, anyway a few others just to race through because there's lots and lots of new kits uh, as you can imagine this time of year loads of kits coming out um, one I spotted the new Valencia kits uh, have just come out Adidas using the current template with the stripes running down the side of the shirt and these are white with orange trim and black shirts <coughs> with orange trim and the away kit is black sort of almost the opposite black shirts with orange trim orange shorts and black trim and uh, I think that's a nice one. Your view, Rich, on that one? Dull. 
dull. Okay. I like the, well, I like the colours, but it's really dull. So I, I'm finding with that particular template that some of them look really nice. Depend, but it is dependent yes. on the colour scheme. And I think this black, white, and orange, white, orange, black that Adidas are using. I think it's it's really good actually. I think it's, it's quite, quite it's well. quite nice. I like it, but it's just a bit boring. Uh, yeah. But I love the template. I love Adidas's template with the stripes under the arms going onto the shorts. I think that's brilliant. Mm. Um, Watford have uh, brought out their new kits for this season made by Dry World who uh, no one seems to know anything about Um, but uh, they're new on the scene Uh, nice new um, smart home kit not a lot of detail really to uh, to discuss essentially essentially they've gone for yellow shirts black shorts and black socks with yellow turnovers and the very in mode kind of thing at the moment which is like almost like a polo shirt small collar uh, small flappy collar um, quite nice and neat but not really kind of setting my world on fire oh yeah and a red stripe down the sides of the shirt as well uh, on the home kit uh, the away kit is white shirts white shorts black socks with white turnover but um, basically nice kits neat but nothing much to, to write home about what's your view on that Rich? I'd echo those sentiments it's, it's, it's nice it's a nice Watford shirt um, I'm glad they've not got so much black on the shirt because I think they've dominated but a bit too much in with black in recent years could do well yeah I think it's a nice Watford shirt I don't like the sponsor horrible uh, but yeah even though it is actually in Watford colours but it's a crappy betting company don't like it move on <laughs> yeah um, I think somebody on Twitter I can't remember who it was uh, the, other, the other day was saying uh, you know maybe could have chucked in a bit more red and I'm kind of inclined to agree but essentially it's the yellow black black color scheme from that they've had for many years so you can't sort of say it's not traditional at least so that's that um and then um the dry world are doing somebody else's kit that i saw recently i can't remember who that was i must go and check that out soon but um i've no idea anybody if anybody knows who dry world are uh, i'm guessing it's some kind of laundry kind of business that are diversifying or something i don't know maybe um was it kevin costner's company yeah, 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 no, yeah. Could be. For, for, you know, after the flop of Waterworld. Waterworld. So dry world. <laughs> it's a Sorry. new venture. Um, I apologise. And, and the final kit we've got um, <coughs> in our kit news for this this podcast, uh, Leicester City's third kit, which, and I've got to pinch myself to say this, uh, which is going to be worn in their Champions League campaign. <laughs> Who knew we'd ever get to this day when we were saying silly things like that? Um, a lovely Puma kit um, and it's all white with uh, blue pinstripes a, a round neck and um, that's about it it's predominantly white but it looks lovely and um, well done Puma on that lots of um, lots, <coughs> lots of Puma kits around at the moment they seem to be is it my imagination they seem to be really upping their game a little bit in terms of uh, how many teams they're supplying uh, no I think so um, and they've well they've got quite a few nice templates Puma they, they seem to do templates yep. quite well um, yeah, but we'll come on to that because I made that at a, a point in the article we're about to do now. Well, yes, and before we move on, just a special mention for the new AFC <coughs> Wimbledon home and away kits, which are by Admiral Sports. Gotta love Admiral. Uh, give them all your love, everyone, and uh, go and check out those uh, kits as well. Anyway, that's your kit news for the time being. Bit longer than on the last podcast, but lots of kits to cover. Um, Rich, I thought we'd uh, now come on to the. Copa America, uh, which actually finished about a couple of weeks ago, as we were mentioning this, um, so we're a bit late, but then we only started doing our podcast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, but like we did on the last podcast, looking at our best and worst kits from Euro 2016, I thought we'd go through and have a look at uh, the same, but for the Copa America, 
which uh, took place in the US, uh, as I say, very recently. Um, what would your general view of, of all the kits? A, good, a reasonable standard, would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say that the Euros have had a better spread of of good kits because I, I mean, I've said this before. I know that a lot of people disagree with me, but I think the Euros this year. Um, have had a really good set of kits. I think there's been some cracking designs in there. I think Copper America is nice. There's some decent ones. There's some really nice ones in there. Um, and there's also some fairly dull ones. But, I, yeah, so it's hard to say. I think I'm seeing this sodding night template all over the bloody place, and it is kind of doing yeah. my head in. It's like, the funny thing is, I I think it works really well in some cases, and others not. And... I don't know. I'm I'm really undecided as on the template as a whole because it's I don't know. Like I say, some I really like it, and some I like the France one, for instance. I think is awful, um, and quite a few of the others. I mean, the well, we'll come on to the some of the actual Copper America kits, but I like I don't know. It just seems to work in some and others. It, it either works okay or it's terrible in my mm. opinion and I, I can't quite make up my mind yet I think a lot of them are growing on me uh, but I, it's the proliferation of it that's doing my head in it's just like mm. it's everywhere everybody's got the damn thing and I just think given that so many national teams have got it you know I, I, I said this um, I think it was on either on Twitter or Facebook I can't remember I apologise who I was talking to and and <clears throat> they said that they think that um, certain things should have like bespoke kits and I just said well I think all national teams should have bespoke kits you know don't mm. you know, okay maybe minor nations not so much you know because it's cost involved but i i just it, it annoys me when you see like all these different countries with the same template like i say i made the comment last time like france and england always used to have i've always had mainly bespoke kits yeah um and yet suddenly well okay england haven't always but since Nike took over we certainly have and then suddenly, like France and England have got the same template, as mm. have so many other damn people. And it's just like, it just feels really, I don't know, it feels like it's cheapening everything. Because it's like, come on, you know, it's like, you've got like massive nations here and they're not even getting their own kit. Yes, they're getting their own mm. colorway of it, but so what? It's, this, it's like everybody's wearing the same damn thing. But it kind of takes me back to World Cup 94, where <laughs> so many people had that chuffing Adidas template. And it's which I have mentioned on previous podcasts as uh, not my favourite, and it just it just looks crap when because especially when you cram them all together in a tournament and suddenly oh everyone's got the same kit on almost you know it's uh, anyway rant over sorry. Well, I think that the, I mean the point you're kind of leading to I guess there is that, that you know get the elephant out of the room first of all is that Brazil bloody Brazil yes. they're, they're wearing the same template as everybody else I mean if any team on this planet deserves <clears throat> to have a bespoke kit it's Brazil I mean you know England alright yeah well we haven't won the bloody World Cup since 1966 that's like 50 years ago um, you know France yeah they've been world champions but you know, but Brazil come on Nike I mean you can, you can make a bit of an effort for Brazil surely but no no they've got the same vaporware um, they've not got contrasting coloured sleeves but it's the same template, and, I, and that's just that is disappointing for me. I mean, talk about sucking all the romance out of the game, bloody hell! Excuse me. Well, my yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah. It just, yeah, just it just feels. It doesn't even feel lazy. It feels. Oh, I'm going to sound like almost hysterical. I was going to say it feels almost disrespectful, but but it mm. it is really. It's just like, oh well, here you go. You're a massive nation. Uh, uh, you can have the same as everyone else. Forget it. You know, just change the shirt sleeves. Do that. You know. Well, I tell you what, this this hopefully 
if we've got ourselves any kind of decent sized audience for this podcast, it will reach some of those people who <laughs> around about this time of the year like to come out of the uh, the argument that oh they see their 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 team, which is probably playing down in the you know fifth tier of English football somewhere um oh we've got a template kit for this year. How terrible and you think well, now you can look at Brazil <laughs> see now. I think you'll see that what they've got this year is a template kit. So if they don't get a bespoke one, you certainly aren't going to get one. And so let's just drop that whole thing now. That's just such a tedious, bloody meme every year. God, well, we've got a template kit. Some templates can be good. Okay, just bear that in mind. Exactly. And, yeah, uh, sorry. Anyway, so back to Copper America. Um, now there's, there were some very nice kits, uh, and I've sort of picked out a few that I think we seem to sort of quite agree on. Actually, um, starting off with Colombia, now they've gone with Adidas, or they're with Adidas at the moment. Um, I think we were both more impressed by the home kit than their away kit, which is of course white this time around. Um, I'm not quite sure the reasons why. I'm guessing it's a commemorative thing, but um, very nice. Essentially, an all-white kit. I think they did wear navy blue shorts for one game at least, but um, but they look nice in white, don't they? They do. I, I absolutely love it. Well, so this is what I was going to say. This is why I said, you know, wait till we come to Colombia. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what colour do Colombia wear? Ordinarily, yellow. Yeah, and and how long have they been wearing yellow? Um, I'm guessing since the dawn of time. And that's where you'd be wrong. Ah. See, see this is what I found with Colombia. Because um, I, I, I can't remember what it was. I was, I was, it was a while ago. I was looking at some of the Columbia kits and stuff, and I was looking back, and it was like, oh, hang on a minute, they've got red, that, and it was like yeah. their home colours. What? Hang on a minute. So I started <laughs> looking into it, and they've only played in yellow as their home kit since 1992. What? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, see, I remember they, the they played in they played in red in the 1990 World Cup. I seem to remember. Was that their home kit then? Uh, yes, it was. I think it was. Anyway, uh, let me just let me just quickly check. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. I would have been convinced at the time that the red was have been was their away kit in 1990. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm just quickly checking this on the Wikipedia page because I cannot remember the entire. Cunt, uh, they've changed. Uh, they've changed loads. Uh, so blah 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 for 1988 blah 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 and 1990 FIFA uh they turned to wear Adidas with red shirt, blue shorts, and yellow socks for home matches and the yellow shirt for away matches, and also for the FIFA 90, 1990 FIFA World Cup, uh, keep they kept the same colours. So yes, red was their home colour wow. at that tournament. But that's the thing because we've only ever seen them since. And and to be honest, Colombia kind of were mainly on the scene in 1990 and then 1994. Yeah. Um, and of course, by 94, they were in yellow. Um, but yeah, their, their kit history runs thusly. Um, I think they wore... Let's see. Uh, so they started off... Where is it? Amuse yourself, everyone. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say... Well, it doesn't actually say the first one. Uh, come on, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine Brucey doing some cards or something. Uh, so in 1938, sky blue. Sky blue. Yep. 1945, Jeez. white, which I think is where the white this time round has come from. Uh, and then 1957, dark blue. 1971, <laughs> orange. 1985. Tricolor. It says uh, the Tricolor era of the Columbia team using yellow, blue, red. Yeah, so red short, blue shorts, and yellow socks. So that's so from 1985 they were wearing red as their home kit, 
and then in 1992 wow. they switched to the yellow and then that's what they've kind of kept ever since so that's the thing everyone thinks Columbia is yellow blue and red but they weren't they've, they've changed it's only been in the last what 30 years they've been that and prior to that they were all over the shop with their kits wow well, so there you go. I've learned them something. changing, to, yeah. So them changing to white for this is actually a callback to 1945, and I think this looks ace. It's a very plain shirt. Mm. It's just it's the Adidas template with the stripes down the sleeve, but it hasn't got a round neck on it. It's got um, a very nice V-neck with small collar, uh, like a very thin V-neck and a collar on it, and which I think is just gorgeous. And then it's got slight red trim on the sleeves, and it, I don't know. It's even—it's a very plain shirt, but it just looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the awake is not bad. All—it's a navy blue shirt, navy blue shorts, yellow socks, and a yellow and red kind <coughs> of stripe across the middle of the shirt. But the but the home kit, nice clean looking white kit, and um, well, all I can say is I'm I'm just uh, going to play the long game on this one, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the new orange columbia kit or the sky blue one coming out because that's there's your archetypal team with a uh, an identity crisis i think if ever there was one gee i had no idea about any of that stuff that's why i like doing these pods i always learn something rich i don't oh, know yes. clearly yeah you, normally a bad pun or something actually as another as interesting fact is the uh, columbia away kit i'm pretty sure not i couldn't guarantee without looking more into it but it looks the same as Argentina's away kit template from about 2011. Okay. But I, I think that had a slight fade effect on it, which I can't see if this does from the picture, but it's, yeah, pretty much the same. Big sort of yellow, well, it's it's like a thick black, uh, sorry, a thick band of colour with a smaller band of colour underneath, which does look very similar to the Argentina away kit from about five years ago. And I'd be surprised if it been, was. What, like a, a wide white stripe and a narrow no it was it was a uh, it was a, obviously a navy shirt with I think it was no I can't remember actually uh, I think it was uh, sky blue um, a big stripe and then a white stripe underneath it yeah alright we'll have to look at that and we'll see if we can confirm that um, yeah so that's that's Columbia nice kit nice particularly a nice home kit there for Columbia um, Paraguay we I think both favoured the away kit which is in, in, in a nice grey colour scheme uh, these were, by the way, um, uh, reviewed much more in detail by the wonderful Soccer Nomad podcast um, some time ago. So go and check that out because you'll get a much more thorough analysis of all the kits there. But the um, Paraguay Away kit this time around, two-tone grey, sort of like a medium grey shirt with darker grey side panels, uh, white shorts and medium grey socks with a little bit of red trim here and there. Very nice. I'm not, uh, you know, not overly fond of grey kits, but I thought they actually carried that one off very nicely I think it's lovely I, um, mm. the, it kind of reminds me of the SK Bran away shirt that I bought uh, the one that they did in that kind of rubberized material oh, yes. um, but it, it, it looked, it's a really nice colour it's because it's, it's not I don't know it's, it's almost silvery but without being blingy um, mm. so yes. no I think, it's, I think it's gorgeous gorgeous and um, elsewhere Ecuador whose kit is made by Marathon now they've got a lovely home kit at the moment uh, yellow as you'd expect although probably Rich is about to tell me that they used to play in pink in the 1940s and also <laughs> green and white hoops in the 1950s I dare say but um, Ecuador's kit yellow shirts 
um, but with a, uh, a diagonal navy sash, but it's a wide sash, and it looks really good. I think you're in, in agreement with me on that, aren't you, Rich? Yes, I love the fact that it's actually a really wide sash. I mm. don't know why. It's just it kind of just it's very bold, and there's a nice fade effect on it as well. I think this, it kind of goes yeah. from a royal blue at the top to a navy blue in the in the bottom corner. And I, it's just very nice. I've never been a massive fan of Ecuador's kits, uh, and also I can't ever uh, say the word Ecuador without thinking Ecuador like that. <laughs> What is that? That's a song that someone did. It was like a a musical dance number track. I can't remember who did that. I'm going to have to find out. I don't think it was Dario G. I don't think it was Dario G. It was someone like that. Ecuador! (laughs) So I can't ever hear that country's name. I'm sorry, Ecuador. You've been ruined by whoever did that track. Oh, dear. I don't know why that's just completely got under my skin. Um, Yeah. Yeah, um, Ecuador's kit. They've they on some occasions I think they've worn navy blue shorts and sometimes white shorts, but it looks better with the navy blue shorts and red socks. Lovely kit that one, um, and also the fact that it's a, it's an inverse diagonal sash. It goes from top left to bottom right rather than the usual way for a lot of teams, which is the other way round. Um, so uh, yeah, good one that. Um, what else have we got? Um, I think we both were quite keen on the Venezuela kits, which. Um, oh. This well, they're made by Adidas, and and for this tournament, <coughs> uh, their home kit was all maroon with a kind of luminous yellowy greeny kind of bit of trim, and then the away kit is the luminous yellowy green colour all the way through, but with a bit of maroon trim. Two very nice kits, and it's that old thing again, which I know works really works well for me, and I think you've said you like this in the, in the past, Richard, um, where basically a home and away kit are just sort of like the same template but just maybe the reversed colours or whatever I think they're really nice kits though sort of understated but the colours are nice yeah I, I, I'm not so I'm not a massive fan of the away it just looks a bit boring I mean to be fair that the home kit is quite boring in itself it's hmm. just a very bog standard you know Adidas street uh, sl- uh, Adidas <laughs> stripes down the sleeves and a plain v-neck and that's about it but it's the fact that it's in Baroud and this kind of fluorescent uh, sort of yellowy lime colour it just looks mm. ace um, yeah. but it's purely the colours that make it the, the rest of the shirt's quite dull um, hence why I'm not a massive fan of the away shirt which has got the reverse colour I don't I think it works better in that it could just be the lighting in that particular picture though because the, the fluorescent is almost glowing mm. yeah well it's, it, it's the same um, principle I think as I was talking about on the last podcast for Wales um, essentially a plain kit but when you see it in action it's just nice crisp clear colours un, unadorned by too much frippery uh, to sort of dilute the colour and it just works well a nice sometimes plain and simple works for that reason um, now Uruguay you like the home kit more than the away and it's the opposite for me um, tell me why you like the home kit Ah, I, well I've made the comment that um, that this is a great Puma template as well it's, it, it's been used quite a few places mm. but it's again Puma have this knack of every couple of years they'll come up with a template that just works it's usually something quite simple I think the one they had the other a few years ago was the one with the, the little two stripe motif going yeah. from the collar to the shoulder which just looked brilliant and this is again a, sim- a very simple template it's like plain shirt uh, obviously for Uruguay it's blue and then it's just a black panel down the sleeve but it just looks ace it just looks really classic and simple and in Uruguay's colours of like sort of slightly darker than sky blue um, and black it just looks really nice and again I'm not so keen on the away which is 
sort of white with a blue panel and then some incredible hoops running around the bottom I love the hoops on it though that's amazing yeah me too that's some... what really does it for me that the, the hoops on the away shirt I and and I just think that they could have actually done that on the home kit they could have had like black hoops around the bottom of the of the blue shirt uh, the, you know the home shirt I see I, I kind of I kind of agree but I think it would have detracted from the simplicity of it I think on yeah. the home shirt it I'm sorry the away shirt I think it kind of needs livening up whereas on the yeah. away I, I'm sorry the home I think it looks I don't know I think it looks great as it is I mean if I suppose if they kept the shirts tucked in you wouldn't really see it it would be interesting to see what it looks like but yeah well, I was going to say the other thing as well is on the away kit it's all white where so therefore the hoops kind of stand out in the at the bottom of the shirt, whereas on the home kit, it's blue shirts, black shorts. So you've already got a contrast yeah. of colour there. So the, maybe the hoops wouldn't have worked. So I I retract that uh, idea. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that. Now, um, Chile. Now they've gone for this bloody template again that Nike have, we we mentioned already. We've gone on about it. I know, but. Um, the home kit, I think, is all wrong for the same reason why, to some extent, the England kit is all wrong and the France home kit is all wrong. Chile, when I was growing up and getting into football, the first World Cup I saw, 1982, Chile were in, in that competition, and that's how the, the colour scheme that they wear was cemented into my brain. Red shirts, blue shorts, white socks. That is Chile. So what do Nike do? <laughs> no, we'll rip that up and throw that on the fire. We'll go with red shirts, uh, red shorts, and blue socks. I think I'm right. So I'm just going back to my notes here. Um, and it's, um, I don't know, it, I mean, it's just wrong. It just takes away the the strong identity of a team. You know, you expect to see a team wearing a particular combination of colours in a particular order. And I mean, it's it's neat enough and it's tidy and everything, but it, I don't know, it's just wrong. And yet, the away kit I think is actually quite nice because there you've got three different colours. You've got white shirts, blue shorts, red socks, and and that if they could have only just done red, blue, white on the home kit, I think it would have looked a lot better. But they're going with this thing that the shirts have got to be the same colour as the shorts on a lot of these kits that you're seeing, and a lot of these night kits that countries are wearing. So, hmm. Uh, yes, that's about the only positive thing I can say about Chile's kids. The eventual champions, of course, of uh, Copa America 2016. Um, any Anything to add on those ones, uh, Rich? No, I agree. I think the home looks really, really bland. The away looks nice, but it's purely because of the actual combination of colours, like the white shirt, blue shorts, red socks. It just looks... It's a nice com- combination of colours, mm. but meh, meh. It's, it's very dull. Um mm. And yeah. you've gone, you've uh, gone for, you've gone for Panama as your sort of last choice of the best ones. You quite like that one, Panama's kit. Uh, yeah, I quite, quite like it. It's, it's, I, I do like an, an asymmetric stripe, uh, the same <laughs> as why I like Iceland's kit this year. I mean, Iceland's kit looks ace. Um, I like the use of gold. Uh, this is a, an Umbro shirt, I think. Yeah, it's, a new no, it's a new balance. That's right. I saw <clears> it the logo looked the wrong way around, um, and it's 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 nice. It's I thought I think the away shirt is very nice, which is a white one with a blue stripe down the side with red pinstripes either well two red thin stripes either side of it, um, and I think it's very nice. It's um, yeah, it's it's all right. It's 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 kind of just nice, really. <laughs> um, what I are the, what are the nu- 
Go on. Sorry, sorry I was just going to say. I always get the impression when when teams kind of use a little bit of gold sparingly, like Panama have done with the the numbers on the front of the shirts and the and the New Balance logo. It always reminds me of like maybe. Um, they had some kind of young kid, work experience trainee in the kind of designer's office, and he sort of spotted that someone had a packet of cigarettes. And when no one was looking, he sort of taken the gold-coloured lining out of the out of the box of cigarettes <laughs> and then cut some shapes out. That's what it always looks like to me when you see these little bits of gold on a shirt, and and then just sort of rub them down or stuck them on with kind of Evo stick or something. Um, but um, other than that, yeah, I think I also like an asymmetrical single band running down the side of one side of a shirt but it has to be done the right way best way it was probably done ever for my money was uh, admiral doing the Ab- aberdeen kit in the late 70s but this looks a bit kind of amateurish to my me- uh, my money so um yeah mm, not great but seem worse i suppose a couple of honorable mentions which i do quite like is mm-hmm. is the uh, going back to this bloody night template is actually the america <laughs> the usa shirts are actually really growing on me of late didn't wasn't so keen when I first saw it. So basically, it's the same vapor template. Uh, in America, they have uh, white shirts and kind of sort of sky-ish blue, kind of slightly darker than sky blue um, shoulders. And it's kind of growing on me. And there's a red stripe down the side. I'm quite liking it now, actually. The more I see it, the more I like it. Um, it's certainly better than a lot of the other American ones they've had recently, which have been quite dull at times. Um, and their away is black with sort of a, a red, dark red one sleeve, and I think it's navy on the other sleeve, or the same kind of blue maybe on the home, but that I think is very smart. I think mm. actually there, there are two implementations of that particular template, which I think are very nice, and it's very much growing on me. You know, you watch, give it about a year, and I'll love this template. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last yeah. thing I wanted to say, sorry, I just, I just yeah, yeah. wanted to say, it's nice to see Mexico back in green. Oh, absolutely, yes. Got Albeit to love that. a somewhat bland kit, but it's nice to see the back in green again. Mm, yeah. Um, going back to uh, the USA, um, yeah, the the shade of blue that they've got on the sleeves of that home shirt is better than the shade of blue that England have got on theirs. But I would say, historically speaking, it doesn't sort of tie in with anything they've like the shade of blue that they've worn in the past. I don't think um, someone might correct me on that at some point, but it's it is a sort of like a dark summer blue almost and um i think it's a different shade of blue to what we've seen on uh usa home kits in the past and for that reason i just wish it was a bit more you know there's a bit of a link to what's gone before but i'm totally in agreement with you on the away kit the black is great but come back to the same argument again as what we said about that france kit that was released you know how can you release <coughs> a kit with contrasting colored two different colored sleeves when legally it's not you're not allowed to wear it in a match but anyway we've done that one already now do, do we want to talk about peru or are we going to leave that for a minute well i was going to mention peru only insofar as um if you're talking about honorable mentions i really like the peru home kit for this tournament um it's made by umbro who are bringing out some lovely kits just now and um the key thing on this one is that it's got a your diagonal sash red sash on a white background as is always the case but it's another one of those things where you sort of think it's how do you bring something original to the table? How can you be creative when you've got such a restrictive um, device on the shirt? And they've gone with a shallower um, diagonal slope, if you like, on that. And I think it looks terrific. It it, it doesn't go sort of car seat belt style from, from the shoulder down to the bottom corner of the shirt. It actually goes from the 
shoulder, but then goes almost under the armpit. It's a it's a much shallower kind of line on that, but I think it looks lovely. It's a nice original kind of take on a classic design, and um, and it leads us nicely into our next part of the podcast. <laughs> There's a segue. Um, we're um, we're actually this week doing another kit off. You remember last time around we uh, asked you to vote for your favourite of three non-tournament England shirts. That's the short version of what Rich was trying to explain last time around. He took an <laughs> hour and badly. three quarters <laughs> to say that. Um, but basically, and and just to clarify, because I know there are one or two of you on Twitter that follow us who are having trouble getting your head around this concept. We're not picking the three best shirts of a particular category. We're just picking three shirts that we think are interesting and we just want you to pick your favourite and um, basically as I say we got you to pick uh, your favourite from the three England shirts that we presented for your uh, perusal last time around and we can announce officially that uh, your your favourite the winner of that kit off was the England 84 to 87 uh, shirt it got uh, 47% of all the votes we got, which I'm just going to do a quick tot up here. 161 votes, I think. Yes, 161 votes. Thank you, everybody, for all your participation. That was a terrific, terrific response. And uh, 47% of all those votes uh, went to the uh, 84 to 87 England shirt. Their shirt B was, uh, in second place, was the sort of Kevin Keegan shirt from 74 to 80, which got 34% of all your votes. And trailing in a pitiful last was shirt C, which was the uh, shirt worn in the qualifying for the 1994 World Cup. And that got 19% of all your votes. So thank you once again, all of you, for taking part in that. Just a bit of fun, unscientific, you know. That's uh, that's the name of the game here. And on this podcast, we've got uh, three more choices. Uh, and we were talking about Peru. Rich, maybe you could describe the three shirts on offer this time for our listeners. We have the Peru kit from the 1978 World Cup, the probably one of the most famous ones I would have thought, which is a rather large sash, uh, very wide, and a gigantic Peru badge on it. <laughs> it's literally the Peru badge is almost as big as the player's face. <laughs> That's true, with a white flappy collar, and um, excuse me, made by Adidas, and it had the uh, the Adidas lines, the the trim running down the sleeves, as you say, an iconic one. Um, we've gone for shirt B. We've gone for a Peru shirt. It's a little bit obscure from a US, uh, sorry, from a UK point of view at least. Uh, probably wasn't uh, seen that much at the time, but it was worn during the US Cup of 1997, made by Umbro. So just goes to show that uh, Umbro have a bit of a connection with Peru, going back many years. And this one has got a sort of almost like a polo shirt style collar, and but on the red sash. You've got the word Peru repeated several times in white using the same font as the Umbro name. Uh, what do you call that? Word mark or whatever they call it. So, um, and it, it's just, it's a bit odd. It's a bit 90s, but, um, you know, an interesting option. And then shirt C, Rich, is the, is the one I just described a moment ago, the one that was worn during the 2016 uh, Copper America with the shallow diagonal stripe. So, um, we're picking this a because we're talking about the we've been talking about the copper america during this podcast but also i wanted to 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 present three peru shirts because when we were doing the 50 greatest football shirts ever last year um we got lots of people saying oh why haven't you picked any peru shirts and and it's because as we said at the time people were getting confused between the word iconic 
and the phrase technically brilliant um, because there's not generally a lot you can do with a red diagonal stripe but on this kit off vote you've got your chance to uh, to vote for your favorite so uh, basically if you go along to thefootballattic.com look for the appropriate blog post there for kit podcast number two you'll see there's a voting mechanism there and also if you follow us on twitter uh, we'll have a vote running there we'll combine the total of all your votes cast uh, between now and the next podcast and we'll tell you who won so happy voting everyone there we are so that's that um we're getting towards the end of the podcast we've um, been running a while i think on this one because we've been yakking on um <laughs> but um rich what have you been up to since last podcast you've been sort of dabbling more in terms of sort of buying and selling shirts any that you've uh, got your eye on at well the i've managed to sell one shirt so far please buy my shirts because i really need to sort of thin out my collection a bit um yeah uh, no one wants to buy them it's not fair um, and I've also been eyeing up some of those. I've just managed to snag off eBay two, uh, the basically Coventry's kits from last season, uh-huh. uh, which I hadn't managed to get hold of before they sold out. Mm. Um, and I've also, I mentioned it earlier, Danesport, who are the people who make, um, oh, is it uh, La Hoya Lorca, the mm. broccoli kit? Yes. They have some cracking kits that they come out with because they've <laughs> obviously, you know, become known for doing the broccoli kit. Uh, and when I actually bought the broccoli kit of them, actually, no, it wasn't there. It was the ham kit that I bought uh, <laughs> uh, from directly kit. from them. And I bought two others as well. When I thought, oh, I'll just have a look, just see what they've got what, this year. And they've got some amazing shirts there. Uh, <laughs> they have got the one, I think I posted it in the Football Kits the World Over Facebook group, which is some kind of, it looks like a load of flowers or something. I think... Uh, <laughs> One of the guys, Balador Singh, uh, commented on it and said, I think I've seen that pattern before. Oh, yeah, it was in like the, a retirement home, like on the, some seat cushions or something like that. It was just like, yeah, it is pretty hideous. Nobody else other than me seems to like it, but then that's because everyone else is a fool. <laughs> so, yes, I've been looking at those. I think I've, I've also been doing a couple of uh, Euro 2016 podcast with Jay not specifically kit related though we do cover kits um, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last one but I did record a podcast with Jay uh, which was just part of the design football series I think I might have mentioned that I can't remember if I'd actually recorded it at the time uh, which is just me talking about kit collecting and stuff like that so that's what I've been up to Right. no radio appearances recently <laughs> although John Devlin did appear on BBC Coven Warwick yesterday screw you BBC Coven Warwick <laughs> for going back to someone although I actually noticed on his Facebook post that, that John's put on it he said um, he said uh, I think Jay asked, said like good stuff or something and Jay, uh, John said could you could you tell that I hadn't actually seen the kit what I was like you get, you get Mr. Kit Expert John Devlin on what does he know you know and then, then he doesn't even have seen the kit what is this it's a farce <laughs> just kidding uh, John obviously <laughs> you had your time in the in the sun there, Rich, and you know, yeah, I've been here bumped. today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Cast aside on the big compost heap of kit-related interest, <laughs> bollocks, uh, <yeah>. something <laughs> like that. Um, well, I've um, I mentioned before on the last podcast that I've been doing some stuff for Craig at uh, BeyondTheLastMan.com in the Lost Champions series. Well, the second batch of kits that I did for Craig, which were on the former now extinct. Uh, League Champions of France uh, has now gone online if you go to beyondthelastman.com and you'll see there's a post there called Lost Champions of France Reimagined and you can see my kits on there and there's an accompanying blog post where Craig actually 
talks about those clubs that were once French National League champions but are now folded for one reason or another. So those are on there, and there's more to come on that website, so keep your eye on that. Um, also, I mentioned on the last podcast that I'd recorded a pod for uh, designfootball.com for Jay when he was away on holiday. Uh, had a chat with John Devlin talking about 1970s kit design, and that is now live if you go to... Oh, we're going to probably get this wrong now, but if you go to designfootball.com, hopefully you'll find some links on there. If Jay's actually bothered to put any on there, uh, you'll be able to find the link to Acast, which is where all the designfootball.com podcasts are, and you can listen to me and John Devlin having a wonderful chat about 1970s kit design. And on my website, kitblist.co.nz, um, I've been busy doing lots of um, kits that are all related, actually, in one way. I'm not going to say how... But basically, they will all feature in a future, a feature in a future feature on 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 this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to say any any more than that. But it's basically research for me, and uh, it's work uh, for the time being. You can look at the kits on Kitbliss and, and enjoy them, hopefully. But they will feature in something that we're going to be talking about on a future episode of. Uh, What's this podcast called again? The, the, the not the designfootball.com, the football attic kit pod. There's so many blog sites and podcasts, I can't remember them all. Ah, dear. Well, anyway, so that's all that. Now, we got a bit of feedback last week. Uh, we were talking about the Wolves Green Change Kit, and we did hear from Joel Cambay. I think that's how you pronounce his uh, account name. And I think you said, Rich, last week, you know. Um, it's a good it's a good change kit because it wouldn't clash with anything. Well, yeah, I, I basically be... said, what possible team would they need to have a third kit for? Yeah, and to which Joel Cambay then replied and said, what would Wolves wear against teams in yellow? Both the home and away kit would clash. Um, kind of, kind of. I mean, and I just want to say at this point, I last on the last podcast, I kept saying that. Wolves playing amber. I do apologise. I was getting confused with Hull. It's old gold, isn't it? Old gold. That's what I meant to say. I just for some reason I got it's the word orange, amber. as I call yeah, it. Yeah, at least it wasn't orange. <laughs> but uh, apologies, Wolves fans. I just had this word trapped inside my head. I couldn't um, snap out of that. But um, yeah, um, old gold. Would it clash with yellow? Mm, sort of. And Probably. The green, mm, maybe. Anyway. There we are. Well, thanks anyway for getting in touch with us about that. And I, I th- conceded he had a point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, and thank you to all of you who've been getting in touch with us and saying how nice it is that we're back again doing podcasts. It's very nice to hear your feedback and um, nice to know that we've been missed and that you're welcoming, welcoming us back uh, uh, in such a way. So uh, thank you kindly. Very nice of you. Um, that, I think, is pretty much it. Now, I just wanted to say one thing before we go, Rich. We One idea that you've had for a, a feature on this podcast in the future is that we're going to look at particular manufacturers uh, or was that my idea? Was that my idea? I think that was your idea. Mine was the other one. <laughs> That's the other one, which we're not going to mention yet. Yeah, I've had an idea that we're going to, um, perhaps from time to time, look at particular kit manufacturers. And I'm suggesting that we're going to look in and profile Hummel, maybe, at some point in the future. Does that seem like a good idea to you? Are you asking me or the listeners? No, I did say so you were busy yawning. I just basically <laughs> say, do tired. you think this is a good idea? <laughs> I think it's a very good idea. Yeah, 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 and I think well, yeah, I think, I, I think if we put that out to people as well, and yeah. they can sort of, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, pretty much not vote, but like kind of suggest like iconic 
and I am going to use the word iconic this time, mm-hmm. um, uh, or they're basically just their favourites from a particular manufacturer, yeah. or the um, and and other the other thing that we'll do is the, with the idea that I did have because uh, that was your idea, Chris, <laughs> uh, is we, we could do kit years as well. So we take any particular year in kit history and then sort of look at the maybe the top three or the top five kits in our opinion from those years say like for instance 1988 with the old Holland kit mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's all good yeah I think um, that's definitely a goer um, going back to the kit brands thing um, as I say I think at some point I'm not sure if it'll be the next podcast but certainly one coming up soon uh, we will spend a little bit of time um, putting Hummel in the spotlight because I think they're long overdue a bit of uh, celebration for all that they've done we'll just uh, be giving you a bit of information about their history and talking about some of their kits so if you've got any particular Hummel kits listeners that uh, you want us to talk about if you want to sort of say this is a really good example of Hummel design let us know if you want to just give us your general opinions about Hummel kits good bad or otherwise we'd be grateful to hear them and we'll try and read out your comments uh, where possible uh, when that feature comes up so um, your input is welcome as ever now then, it just leaves us to sort of tell you how you can get in touch with us, and that means, uh, first of all, if you go to our website, it's uh, www.thefootballattic.com. You'll find uh, all the posts there where you can download this podcast, which you'll also find on iTunes, by the way, um, and you can get involved in the kit-off vote there too. Um, on Twitter, we are twitter.com forward slash footballattic, and we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic. And if you want to be old school and send us an email, we'd greatly welcome you doing that as well. Admin at thefootballattic.com is the email address if you want to drop us a line and go on at great length about some kit-related topic or another. Uh, We look forward to hearing from you. Um, Rich, anything else before we go? Nope, I'm all done. Splendid. In that case, uh, let's get down from the attic for another week. And uh, thank you, everyone, indeed, for listening. Join us again very soon for another episode of the Fabletic Kit Pod. But for the time being, myself and from Rich Thompson, it's goodbye to you all. Au revoir.